Okay, here we, we're back with uh, Burlington on the Spot. Welcome. Today we have Eleanor Herndon. Thanks for coming in. Thank you. Yeah, so I wanted you to come in to talk about two things. Um, we're going to talk about the Colorado Trail. and But first, let's talk about how you got out here and the homestead. And I just want to hear all that information, all that interesting history. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Well, um, I live on the homestead that my grandparents homesteaded in 1907. This was my mother's parents. Uh, they came from Kentucky to Selden, Kansas, on an immigrant train. And I understand they were in Selden for two years. And then they came on to Colorado in a covered wagon in 1907. So we're talking 113 uh, years ago? Yes. In, wow. In 2007, it, we became a century farm, which is a farm or ranch in Colorado that's been in the same family for 100 years. And uh, the place where I live has only had three owners, my grandparents and my parents and my husband and I. Um, my grand wow. My grandparents, I'm not sure why they came from Kentucky. I don't know why they left. Um, when they left there, they had three children. Um, after they came to Colorado, they had three more. My mother was the next to the youngest, but her youngest sibling, a little boy, died when he was about a year and a half. So she actually grew up as the youngest in the family. And she was born there where I live. Um, the first three years that Grandpa and Grandma lived out there, um, by the way, their last name was Hughes. Okay. William Harvey and Roseller. I think that's a strange first name. <laughs> Roseller. We called, they were called Harve and Rosa. Okay. And uh, they lived in a dugout. And, What's um, a dugout? Um, where you dig kind of a, a cave in the back, kind of in a creek bank or in a side of a hill, and then you build a wooden front on it. Mm. So it's it's not a sod house, which they built later, but it's just it's a place to live, a, a cave with a wooden front on it. And so that was in 1907 when they yes. first got there. Yes. So how did that work? They like... They moved from Kentucky. They were branching out, and then they picked a place, to, and they had to buy the land. And there no, was they no hom they homesteaded it. What does that mean? Well, exactly? it's free, free land. You have to live on it. They call it prove up on it. You have to live on it for five years. I have the original homestead papers. Um, really? I think I think after five years they had to pay a fee of six dollars or something like that. And then it became theirs. Yes. So. Is that how people got land back then? I know yes. I should probably know that. Yes, but. yes. Um, out here, it was 160 acres. I found out that, like in Utah, it was a, a section, 640 acres. Right. But I know out here it was 160 acres. And is that still what it is today, 160? No. Well, no, it's been added to. Um, then in um, 1912, I believe the other paper says, they got the, the 160 acres next to them, so I'm not... And oh. that, so I presume they got, were able to homestead more. I, I'm not hmm. real. I'm kind of iffy on some of that. I don't know some of it. And then um, when my parents lived there, they added, they bought some ground next to it, so that there's there's more than land than that now. And then my husband's family, you know, it says love thy neighbor. I married my neighbor. Oh, really? <laughs> so his family's land is next door to that, and so we have some of that also. Gotcha. So back then, you would go out, find some a plot of land, you'd look around and say, hey, I like this, I want to homestead it, 
Then when you live there long enough, then you had to get the papers. Right. Is that right? Um, generally, yes. I presume by 1907, maybe quite a lot of the land was gone. And, of course, you would have to f- go some way through, I don't know if it's through the state or the county. At that time, I think this was El Paso County or Elbert County, maybe. Elbert? I think it was part of Elbert County. And um, how they determined, they had to determine what was available. And I'm not, all of that I am not up on. Yeah, that would be fascinating to figure out. Like, did they, like, survey it? or I It mean, had like, to have been, yes, it had huh. to have been surveyed. The The quarter of land that they homesteaded, the first one is quite hilly, and I always wondered why they didn't choose flatter land, but they came from Kentucky. Maybe, yeah. Maybe it didn't look that hilly. Yeah, that's true. Them. Or maybe somebody maybe else stayed the claim, or, yeah. Maybe, maybe that's all that was left. Huh. But um, my grandmother's cousin homesteaded some land right next to him. It was a little flatter. and uh, But anyway, they lived in that dugout. I presume they probably lived in the covered wagon while they dug the dugout. Wow. I mean, what some No, they didn't have a choice in the weather out here. I, I guess they probably did in the summer. I would think. Some of this stuff I'm not sure of because I, um, my mother's older siblings all moved away in the dirty 30s, and so, and I would probably wouldn't have asked them anyway because I wouldn't have been that interested. Right. <laughs> but then in 1910, they built a sod house, but they put it up on the hill. And sometime or other, they put down a well before that. I don't know where they got water, whether they went into Stratton. Huh. Uh, I presume they went to Stratton to get coal, to burn because there's no wood. Right. And there, the railroad was in Stratton at that time. In 1910? It, it, well, 1907. I think it came okay. in the late 1890s. Okay. According to the history book. And then in 1922, they built the house that I live in. It's a two-story frame house. Right. And um, then my mother grew up there, and my parents acquired it from my grandparents in 1939. I don't I think they bought it from them probably and moved there in 1939. I was 3 and so that's the only place I ever remember living. And that's the only place you've child. lived as a child. As a child, okay. Yes. Um one interesting thing about my mother, she wanted to go to high school so bad. And you know, back in the 1920s a lot of people didn't go to high school, especially boys, but, but my mother wanted to go to high school so bad. And she was the youngest in the family. Grandpa and Grandma needed her help. So her first year of high school, she came to Burlington, lived with her sister and brother-in-law, and went to high school in Burlington. Her second year, she lived with her sister in Seabird okay. and went to Seabird. Her junior year, she rode a horse from where I live, four miles south to First Central School, which had a high school. Huh. So she rode a horse four miles every morning, every night. She said some nights in the winter it was so cold that when she got home that Granddad had to help her off of her horse. Wow. And she said, why couldn't I have had a down coat? Why didn't, <laughs> why didn't they make down coats? They made feather beds. Yeah. So, and then her senior year, she lived in Stratton with her brother and sister-in-law. So she graduated from Stratton in 1928. After she went to Burlington, Seabird, and First Central. Yes. And what's First Central now? Is that it's, just gone? It's a, it's a pasture, yeah. It's a pasture. But, but uh, it was a school until about 1950. It, 
I, I remember going there when I was in school to track meets and things. Yeah. Well, this is like when you hear people always be like, back in my day. <laughs> yeah, well, that's why this I, is like actually really true. <laughs> You're like, I, I rode a horse four miles in <laughs> snow. Well, now my, my sister and I, my older sister and I went to country school and we walked a mile and a half. Really? It wasn't four miles, but we walked a mile and a half morning and evening. Um, actually, I, maybe that's why I like the outdoors. I yeah. didn't mind that mile and a half walk, especially in the evenings on pretty weather, because you could kick rocks and pick up caterpillars and. <laughs> yeah, and there was it was a different time. You didn't have to worry. I don't think about. Well, you didn't you know, see anybody. You didn't see anyone. So there were no houses between us and the school. Um, on the really really cold windy days, walking, we had to go about half a mile north and then a mile west, and walking against that cold wind. If Dad could get the car started, he would take us to school. What kind of car was that? Model T, Model A, a Model A, I think. Model A? Until, well, no, uh, then a little later they had a, by then they would have had the 36 Chevy. They had had a a Chevy car. But they they didn't want to start (laughs) back then, you know. Yeah, uh, and it's cold and... But we... um, you know, we walked to school. Um, we went to country school. I went three years to country school. And um, one thing I was, when I was thinking about coming over here, um, see, this was in the early 1940s when I was in country school. And um, this was the beginning this in World War II. And I had a cousin who was training at Lowry Air Force Base to be a pilot. In Aurora? like a, Yeah, yeah okay. yes. And um, so he would be out with this bomber doing practice runs. So when we would hear that plane coming, he would fly out around this way and tip the wings at these relatives' oh. houses. So when we would hear that plane coming, the teacher would let us all go outside, and we would wave at him, and he would tip, the, cool tip the wings of his airplane at you us. You know and, that was him, that he was oh, flying yeah, and training. Yeah. And um, a little side note, he did fly 86 bombing missions in World War II and came home. I mean, he, he could tell some fascinating stories, which is off the subject of this. No, but that's amazing. Um, then when I was in fourth grade, we lived in Stratton that winter with my grandparents, or my granddad, to take care of him. And while we were in town that winter, mother and dad overhauled, or remodeled the um, kitchen and put in a bathroom. Okay. <laughs> I was 10. The, we I had know, a with the stuff we take for granted, oh, right? Oh, yeah. I was 10. We got a bathroom. Um, they put in what we called a light plant. We would, nowadays we would call it a generator. What is that? Because it wasn't a generator. It, yes. It, but I mean, my, I guess it was. Yes. But. Okay. It was a Kohler light plant. They put it in the barn. They did electric wiring in the house. When you turned on a light, it automatically turned on the light plant. So you oh. had electric lights. Uh, when you turned the last light off, the light plant turned off. We got an electric iron and an electric toaster. And, and plugged those in. And, and we were happy campers. What year was that in? Um, 1945. Gotcha. Yeah. That's fascinating. One quick question I had. When you said that boys didn't go to high school, what, how, what was that? Well, because they were working on the farm? or For instance, like my dad, uh, he went through eighth grade. Then uh, they just had to, they had to work. Now, up closer, like when my... Um, Gradually, up into the 30s and so forth, the the boys did go to high school more. I learned one time that the reason they started sports in high schools was to keep the boys in school. 
Really? I, I have read that. It would make sense yeah, to keep, so they're not working or... Well, they, they had to go out and help the family. They were big families. Yeah. And the boys had to go out and work. And uh, so as, you know, as time went on, of course, during uh, World War II, a lot of them quit school and just joined the military. But now you don't think of anyone dropping out of high school. Or not going to high school. Yeah. I mean, yeah. But in my dad's era, I don't know if hardly any boys went to high school. Well, it just shows you how different things are now. Right, right. You know, lots, a lot has changed, absolutely. Right. And yet, uh, as far as I'm concerned, my dad had a college education. He read every evening. Um, even before we got electricity, we had a wind charger, and we had one electric light and one electric, well, I think they were 12 volt, 12 volt and a radio, and he read every evening. He read U.S. News and World Report and Newsweek and all the cattle magazines, and he just educated himself. Well, yeah, the man of the world at that time, for right, sure. Right. Did he read to you guys then? Is that kind of, I, mean, uh, I don't remember him reading to us much. I remember us reading uh, at home. We didn't have a lot of books, but we had some, and reading was and education was important to my, to my parents. They wanted... All of us. There were four in my family. I'm the second one. Um, so you had a brother or a sister? I, I had an older sister than myself and my younger brother, and I have a little sister. Okay. My older sister's deceased. Okay. And, um, but uh, they wanted us all to have an education. They wanted us all to go to college. My older sister went one year. I went two years. Um, I went to Fort Collins. CSU? Or it was a Colorado. and <laughs> We're still alumni. Uh, back in the dark ages. <laughs> wow. Um, when I went, there was 1,000 girls and 4,000 boys. Wow. What is there now? 35,000. Yeah, I don't even know. Because I went now. in the fall of 1954. I, okay. I graduated from high school in Stratton in 54. And I have a, what would be a associate's degree, secretarial training associate's degree there. S spent two years up there, and then, yes. and then you came back. Well, then I got well, married. Well, I was going to ask you about that. So your husband must have been, he was your neighbor, right? And right. so were you guys the same age in the no, same school and everything? No, or? we were in school, in school together. He was two grades ahead of me. So when I was a senior in high school and a freshman in college, he was in the Army. He got drafted into the Army. So he wasn't here. In World War Two? No, Korea. Oh, okay. 1953. Okay, my math was a little off yeah. there. Gotcha. Well, it was, he, he's, um, he's deceased, but he's considered a Korean War veteran, even though he went in just as the war was ending. Mm -hmm. But he spent one year in Japan. He never did, did set foot in Korea, but he spent a year in Japan, which was really interesting. He spent most of his time playing baseball. Interesting. <laughs> but um, then when I got out of college in the spring of 56 we got married lived in denver a year then we moved down to a farm south of stratton and began our life of farming and ranching and so you weren't at the homestead at that time no no um we lived at one place for like three years and then we bought a farm that's about four miles from the homestead and we lived there 34 years i did we did not move to the to the homestead where I am now until 1995. Gotcha. I, I acquired it from my mother. Okay. So my husband and I totally remodeled the house, and we moved 
in there and have been working on it ever since. It had been vacant for about 12 years. And, uh, I mean, it had good bones, but it needed a lot of work. Right. And um, so we've, you know, we moved there and we live, love it. It's on a dead-end road. Yeah. 11 miles from Stratton. Kind of out in the middle of nowhere. Yes. And um, so now that my husband is no longer here, I still live there. Yeah. That's fascinating. And then so how, any of the other siblings, did they have interest in doing the homestead or are they still around here? Or? Um, my older sister and, okay, my older sister's husband worked for my parents as a hired hand, so to speak. Uh-huh. And in 1963, my dad got killed in a car accident out there on one of the country roads. And my brother-in-law was working for them at that time. So he continued to work for mother and um, my mother built a house here in Burlington. She and dad had planned on that. She went ahead and built that house. So my sister and brother-in-law lived there for several years, and then they went on to do other things. And mother rented the house out some, but that didn't work real well. So um, my younger sister and my brother are both school teachers. Oh, wow. And uh, I was talking about education. They both yeah. have master's degrees, have retired from teaching. Wow. So um, that they were not really interested in living there. Are they around here or are they away? Um, Colorado Springs okay. area. My gotcha. Sister, the, uh, Fountain in Colorado Springs. So you, I mean, so you've been here legitimately for like, I mean, a long time. Forever. <laughs> I was born. I was born in, I was actually born in Cheyenne County. Okay. About, about halfway between Stratton and Cheyenne Wells. Okay. My, my parents lived down there. But... When I was two, they were in Denver about a year during the dirty 30s. Yeah. And then they moved back down. So I've been here 84 years. Through good times, <laughs> bad, all oh, kinds of stuff. The good, the bad, and the ugly, let me tell you. Yeah. Any, any farmer that's watching this will know what, what we went through for all those years. But it's, it's a good place to raise children. Yeah. We have three children. Um, did they go to Stratton then or Burlington? No, they went to Stratton. Okay. To school. Um, and they all, in fact, my mother, my husband, and I, um, five of my mother's six grandchildren and two of my grandchildren all graduated from Stratton. Oh, we, have, wow. we have four generations that have wow. graduated from Stratton. Yeah, that's very cool. Yeah. And uh, so it is, farm, the farm life is, is hard. But it's a good place to raise children. Um, our our kids are self starters. They're self motivated. They have a good work ethic. You know, it was good. I think it was good. They may disagree. <laughs> no, I agree. I mean, it's uh, even moving out here six years ago or going on seven. There's just a difference. I mean, yeah. you know, the well, things that you do out here are different. You have wide open spaces. It's just it's different. Well, like when it, when I was a, a kid. Um, we didn't have any of the electronics. We didn't have TV. We didn't have any of that stuff. But we had bicycles and horse horses and neighbor kids. Yeah. And we had the time of our lives. Do do little kids play mud pies anymore? I don't think so. <laughs> I mean, what 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 do you mean by that? You don't know. You've never made mud pies. I think I might have, <laughs> but. Well, you know, we we played house, so to speak. We sure. Took, we took an old granary and we made a. We had small pots and pans and dishes and tin cans, and we'd stir up mud and make 
stuff and pretend we were serving it in a restaurant. And I mean, we just played. We made believe. Yeah, they, no, they still do that. Even my kids still mess with the yeah. dirt and wire. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, that's how little kids are, you know. So, They're going to do that. And um, I just, I wouldn't know how to raise children in town because I grew up on the farm and my kids grew up on the farm. But that doesn't mean town kids can't have fun with the mud pies and bicycles. Oh, yeah. So. Well, that's cool. And then it also gave you, you know, going a mile and a half each way. That gives you a, the love of walking and hiking and that's probably a good segue into the Colorado Trail. But one thing I want to mention, though, my, <laughs> sure. my parents did get a horse for my sister and I to drive, ride to school. It was a Shetland cross of some sort. And if anybody's ever had Shetlands, they know that they are the naughtiest horses on the planet. And as soon as we'd get over the hill away from the house, the horse would dump us off and go back home. <laughs> so we did better just walking. Really? We right. just leave. Clarabelle and us didn't get along well. That's the name of it was Clarabelle? Clarabelle. That was probably a big deal to get a horse, though, at that time, right? Because well, that's like getting a car almost. I no, mean, most, transportation. Kid, most farm kids had a horse. Yeah. Most farm kids had a horse. My dad didn't really care much for horses. He had a team that he had to use some. But um, then as we got a little older and we asked for horses, why we, we got horses to ride. Gotcha. Because it was, I mean, we just... Ran all over the country on a, on the horses and bicycles. And bicycles, yeah. yeah. Very cool. Well, yeah, no. So then let's, let's do, let's talk about the Colorado Trail. Because that's the second thing that I <laughs> want to do. So the reason, you know, when I met you and you started telling me about that, it's something I've always wanted to do. Um, I've mountain biked part of it in Roxborough. You know where uh, yeah. that little section is in Waterton Canyon? Right. Well, you come up there and that little, it ties in with the trail there. I think I've tied in on maybe a couple of 14ers that I've done, but I've always wanted to go do that. And now one of my sons is getting old enough, you know, seven, Right. which, you know, so you start thinking about, all right, what's, you know, so let's dive into that. I mean, t- first of all, let's start with you just telling us, cause you had explained to me, I saw the video you made and we'll talk about that, but you just, wh- when did you do it? And just give me some background and then I'll ask questions. 